Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. October 18th is the day that the church celebrates the feast day of St. Luke the Evangelist. An historical account written after the Gospels by Irenaeus, which we have no reason to doubt, records that Luke died by martyrdom at age 84, which is the reason why our pyramids today are red. We call St. Luke an evangelist because Luke proclaimed the good news, the evangel, the gospel. And he did it through one of the four books that we call the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Luke also wrote the book of Acts. <clears throat> now, just to clear something up, sometimes people get confused and assume that all four gospel writers were apostles. But only Matthew and John were apostles. Mark and Luke were evangelists, traditionally assumed to be men sent out along with the 72 here in Luke chapter 10. In addition to, be call, to, to calling Luke a co-worker, St. Paul calls Luke the beloved doctor, the dearly loved doctor, from which we uh, understand Luke to be a physician. And you can hear Luke, the physician's precision, in the way he records his gospel, especially in the well-known Christmas story. Uh, Luke is the one who provides us with, with all the, the details surrounding the birth of Jesus, which he likely got from interviewing uh, Mary and the others. And throughout the gospel, uh, Luke does this. He records carefully eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And he has a purpose while he's doing this. He's not just simply writing uh, basic facts. St. Luke is emphasizing the sacrifice and atonement of the Messiah. The largest sacrifice in the Old Testament, by the way, was the ox or the calf, which is why the symbol for St. Luke is the ox, and it's given wings to show that it's a heavenly sacrifice. And these sacrifices had one purpose, to remove the guilt of a sinner, to restore them to be at peace with God. Luke is the one who recorded the words of the angels, peace on earth, goodwill to men, which is the result of Jesus' atonement and sacrifice. And Dr. Luke, who is called to be an evangelist, recognizes the significance of this peace, this healing for the soul. Harold Sinkbill, in a pastoral theology book called The, the Care of, of Souls, tells a story uh, about when he was teaching a Bible study about Jesus' atonement to a group of college and graduate students. Uh, the atonement that Jesus takes the sin and shame of, of every person in the world and, and pays for them with his blood in return. He gives them his righteousness and, and holiness. And a graduate student in psychology named Samantha was in the group, and she had never heard about Jesus' atonement before. But when she heard about this, in the middle of the discussion, she got up excited uh, and, and announced to the group, 
do you realize what this means? That, it, that if what you're saying uh, about guilt and forgiveness is true, we could empty many of the beds in our mental hospitals. St. Luke, the physician, fixes our eyes on Jesus, the one who provides healing for our souls. And St. Luke exemplifies the task of an evangelist, which is to be a physician of the soul. As we prayed in the collect, the church and her pastors have a singular task, the healing medicine of the gospel and the sacraments, to bring us the healing medicine of the gospel and sacraments, so that Jesus himself might put to flight the diseases of our souls. This is evident in how Luke records Jesus sending out the 72. And this is really the same calling that evangelists or pastors have still today. Jesus says, go your way. Look, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Doctors are sent out because there are illnesses. Pastors are sent out because there are wolves. There are dangers in the lives of Christians. There are things in the lives of believers that would kill them in the worst way, not physically, but eternally. And it's likely that these pastors themselves will be killed. Many, like St. Luke presumably, will be martyred. The men Jesus sends out are not to be focused on worldly things. They're not to carry a money bag or traveler's bag or sandals. They're not supposed to even greet anyone along the way, meaning they're not to be worried about what people think of them or making friends. Rather, they are to do this. Whenever you enter a house, first say, Peace be to this house. In modern times, the work and care of pastors has been influenced by psychological methods rather than the other way around. So that psychologists try to solve a religious problem without God, and pastors try to use the, the best uh, methods for dealing with people in order to package the gospel, package the word, in such a way that someone will buy it and consume it. But notice Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't say, he, 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 he says, whenever you enter a house, whenever, always, wherever, whenever, say, peace be to this house. But is this really true? Not everyone's the same, right? Some people are awful sinners, so their disease is so much worse some people have awful things going on in their lives. Some people's home lives are a mess. Is it really true, or, or, or is it true, or can it be true that there is peace in that house? I mean, a doctor wouldn't walk into every single room in the hospital and say, good news, you're going to be fine, right? And if he did sooner or later, if you saw people around you, uh, you would begin to discount his optimism. So for you, who have the disease of sin, 
who know you have the disease of sin, who are burdened by guilt, who have all these problems in life because you know there is some greater, deeper issue lurking beneath the surface. How do you know that this is true for you? That there is peace for you? That it will rest on you? How do you know that a pastor is not just giving false promises? I mean, in your mind, you're thinking he should be more like a doctor and be honest. He should say, well, if you really believe, you'll have peace. Or, or you'll have peace if you, if you just stop those gross sins. Or, or the way to, tr to true peace is to just get rid of this and this from your life, and you'll have peace. And we want to package the gospel in an easy-to-do method. Otherwise, this, this proclamation is just too difficult for us to accept. But peace be to this house means peace be to this house. It's not a wish. It's not a best-case scenario. It's not a program. It's a declaration. The gospel is not a sales pitch to convince someone into. It's not a wellness routine. It's not a health plan. It's a fact. It's a promise. Peace be to this house means that God's peace rests on you. Your sins are forgiven. Your guilt is cleansed. You are atoned for. Peace be to you. The gospel, the evangel, truly is good news for sick sinners. Remember, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Pastors, like Luke, are to care for sick sinners. Jesus says, remain in that same house, eating and drinking what they give you, because the worker is worthy of his pay. Heal the sick who are in the town and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near you. St. Luke exemplifies this duty, this calling of pastoral care. And we see this in our epistle lesson from 2 Timothy uh, that Luke has done exactly as Jesus has instructed. And it's what St. Paul is now instructing the young evangelist Timothy to do in his letter. Bear hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. And after every other companion has left Paul, Demas, because he loved the present world, Crescens, who, who went to Galatia, Paul says, only Luke is with me. And by the way, Paul is writing this from prison. And he says, he admits, that his time on earth is coming to an end. He's chained like a common criminal who's about to meet his end at the hand of the wolves. Luke, like a good doctor, or rather, like a good pastor, Luke has stayed by Paul's side. 
recognizing that even the greatest of apostles need pastors. Especially when there are wolves there to kill the sheep. Even in prison, even if the executioner is walking down the hall, Luke can say to Paul, Peace be to this house. And it is objectively true. If that's true for Paul, it's true for you. Not only is there peace on earth, goodwill to men, but there is peace to you. We need the peace of the gospel, healing for our souls, and in whatever situation we are in. And through the gospel written by men like Luke, that is exactly what we have. In our worst moments, when we are in the prison of our own mind, struggling with our guilt, when we are alone, when we succumb to disease in our final moments, we have the word of God brought to us by evangelists and pastors that tell us that the perfect holy life of Jesus has been traded with ours. And so along with St. Luke, I can say to you, peace be to this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.